Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello and welcome from me, Ken Rundle, and also John Keat, Yara's speciality and product manager. One of John's key specialities is micronutrients, the element so vital to good plant health and production, but needed in very much smaller doses than the N, P and K we often discuss in these podcasts. That's true, isn't it, John? Yes, absolutely right. I mean, if we look at, say, your seed rate for starters, then um, some of the key micronutrients there are boron, molybdenum, manganese, and also some of the secondary nutrients, magnesium and calcium. And um, they're all there. They're all essential to aid I guess, sort of roots and leaf development, rapid plant establishment and leaf quality through to plant, uh, through to, uh, to flowering. Um, I must say boron is probably one of the most interesting ones because it has actually a direct function on flowering and, and seed sets. Uh, and there again, if we look at cereals, then really three key micronutrients there, Ken, we're looking at uh, manganese, copper and zinc. They're the three big sort of key ones uh, for cereals. And again, you know, they're there for optimum growth, yield and quality. And you're quite right, you know, they are only required in small quantities, you know, typically sort of one to three litres per hectare. So you're only talking grams per hectare of actually nutrients applied. But it's true to say that if one's missing, it can have a a real effect on the plant. It it can, absolutely. And I think we'll touch on that a little bit later on when you look at the trends between the, uh, you know, trends between the, you know, tissue analysis that we found on those sort of uh, three micronutrients. Absolutely right. Good, good, good. So given the relatively small doses needed, how are they applied to crops like cereals and whole seed rape? Um, Well, I guess we, we sort of have sort of three strategies that we're looking at. One is the seed treatment, which literally... As it says, we're actually uh, covering the seed with some key uh, key micronutrients so it can get off to a good start. Then, of course, there's the more conventional one, which is the sort of foliar application where literally the farmer goes on with a crop sprayer and spraying the crops. And um, lastly, there's um, fertilizer coatings as well. Which is slightly unusual. Slightly unusual, but um, they, they are all designed to you know, complement the MPK fertilizer applications. They're not there to replacement, to replacement, and really they are sort of targeting application, you know, through these uh, key stages of, uh, of rapid uh, plant growth. So we'll start with seed treatment then. Where does all that begin? It's really for that uh, quick crop establishment, get that crop past that vulnerable early growth stage. That's what we're looking to achieve there. So very much a, a healthy crop right from the start, and that's better than to withstand pest and disease attack. Um, so for autumn sown crops and also spring sown crops as well, actually, Ken, you know, we're there looking at uh, manganese and phosphate, A, to encourage strong roots. And if the roots there are strong and growing, then the plant is much better able to scavenge for nutrient from the surrounding soils. And, and of course, the product that we've got in mind here is a product we call Glytrell. And uh, basically, that's a, a liquid manganese and phosphate product, which is designed to be uh, to coated onto the seed. When and where are the seeds treated? Uh, it's, it's quite easy, actually. I mean, quite easy options for the farmer. Um, firstly, he could, you know, buy the seed in pre-dressed uh, with the with the Glytrell from any any seed supplier. Um, or else there's the um, mobile seed dressing units, you know, which, uh, you know, commonly go on farm. So the actual seed can be dressed via these mobile units actually on farm. And as I said, they are both suitable for, uh, for autumn and also spring sown crops. 
So there's plenty of flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Flexibility, yeah. Flexibility in terms of co-applying with other crop protection products as well. So uh, they are very widely tank mixable. I suppose at a time when seed treatments are getting a particularly bad press at the moment, it's worth mentioning that this one is a positive. Oh, yes, Ken, I would totally agree with that. I mean, big challenges faced by farmers today, you know, with uh, reduced chemistry available. Uh, and in particular, you know, the removal of neonicotinoids as a seed treatment for um, for raw seed rape has caused big problems in the uh, control of cabbage stem flea beetle. You know, there is no real effective control of that uh, of that pest. Let's get the crop off to a good start so that at least it's more able to cope with that kind of pressure. Exactly. I think that's where that's where good crop nutrition will play a key role. You know, get um, you know, get the crop off to a good start, establish this quickly as possible. Then it gets past that vulnerable stage. Um, as you said, a good, healthy, strong crop is much better uh, able to withstand pest and disease attack. So having got our good seedling, we then move on to the next stage, which you mentioned, which is foliar applications. It is, yes. I guess we probably have sort of three areas there that we that we sort of look at with our Yara Vita products. One is the multi-nutrient, which very much as it says, it's a multi-nutrient product, you know, just to blast the crop with all the essential nutrients. Then we look at our crop specific ones, and they're probably the ones that we've developed more recently over the last three or four years. And those are products which have the key micronutrients, which are specific for that particular crop. And then lastly, there's the uh, the single nutrient, which is very much diagnose, respond, and just do a single single application. So we very much look at sort of two two approaches. There's the proactive approach. Um, very much we say, you know, prevention is uh, is much better than cure. Uh, and the other one is the uh, reactive approach, where you know you specifically look at uh, a diagnosis and respond very much with a with a single nutrient. So we very much say to, to to farmers and growers, go for that proactive approach, which basically means knowing your facts, measuring to manage. It, it is. It is definitely measure to manage. Uh, two applications, you know, one in the autumn. Um, you know, as soon as there's enough leaf cover to uh, to effectively um, spray the crop and then to load that crop with those key nutrients, you know, prior to winter. And then, of course, then there's the um, spring application as well, you know, very much when the crops are growing rapidly to ensure those key nutrients are loaded into the crop at that uh, at that rapid growth stage. And what kind of data feeds that in the autumn and the spring? Is there any difference? Well, there is. You know, you mentioned early on about uh, measure to manage. And, and, and of course, there is. So very much we say to, to farmers and growers, A, you know, analyse the soil in the autumn uh, just to know what the limiting factors are. Um, particularly, you know, pH is one of the most important ones. And then when they get into the spring, yeah, look at the uh, leaf tissue analysis in the spring to actually monitor the, the crop as it's as it's rapidly growing. So important to identify what those limiting factors are, and um, and as I said, be proactive rather than rather than reactive. Because coming back to the point I made earlier, deficiency of anything is going to limit yield. I suppose the thing I'm learning more about uh, in doing these podcasts is the the years of data that Yara has been building up uh, in it in collecting and, and field trials and so on. All of which means that you're more informed in terms of what particular areas, what soils in particular parts of the UK and, and Ireland are likely to do. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's what that's really what's driven our crop specific grades. 
Um, you know, particularly, you know, we've got our analytical labs up in Pocklington, we've got the land crop, and we've got the Yara analytical services, and it all comes in together, what we call our mega lab. And um, yeah, Ken, as you said, we look at soil, soil trends nationally, and it's, and it's not only those, but it's the interaction between the other nutrients as well. So, for example, if we look at cereals, then we find that, you know, 70% of copper deficient soils are also deficient in manganese or zinc, or all three. Um, 33% of manganese deficient soils are also deficient in copper or zinc. Uh, 75% of zinc deficient soils are also deficient in copper, manganese, or all three. So, so that's just on the soil analysis side. And then we look on the trends, tissue analysis trends, when we actually get into the growing season. Uh, and very interesting, some of the trends coming out from last year. Um, copper, 60% were low on cereal leaf tissue sampling. 70% low in zinc, 25% low in manganese, and 55% low in in, uh, in magnesium. So it all it all targets it all leads towards those crop specific grades for um, you know for cereals, which is our you know which is our grammar or grade. It's targeting those three micronutrients: the copper, the manganese, the zinc, and also the magnesium. So it's it's followed the soil analysis trends we find, and also the tissue analysis trends that we see as well, and to support that as well is our long-term trials data as well, which, you know, with the Grammar Trail, we've been running since uh, 2015. And, um, you know, farmers always want to know what the extra return is for them. So a single trial in its own, I think, is, is, is not worth too much. But if you get the long-term results over sort of five, six years, then that's a lot of, lot of data available to the, um, available to the farmer. Um, so particularly something like Grammitrol, we've actually found, you know, uh, an extra yield of 0.41 tonnes per hectare from spring applied, you know, which means to the grower, you know, a margin over input cost of about £90 a hectare. So, you know, well worth that investment. You mentioned uh, spring applied there. What about the second application? Um, yeah, really, this, this, the second application is, um, uh, yeah, very much sort of uh, two to three litres per hectare for Grammitrol on cereals. And, and the timing of that would be very much at the sort of the, we call it the T1 fungicide spray timing. And that'll be for winter cereals and typically for uh, spring cereals, then about the T0 T1. And uh, for raw seed rape, you know, the Brassitrol Pro there, we're looking at, you know, up to about three litres per hectare applied at this rapid growth uh, stem extension stage prior to flowering. So they're the sort of the T uh, uh, key sort of timings for, uh, for spring applied. And that timing is extra special because obviously there's no point in applying something that's not going to be used by the growing plant and therefore wasted and therefore add to, if you like, diffuse pollution. But more importantly, is this business of knowing when the plant is hungry, knowing when the plant really needs it. It is. And I think that's where the tissue analysis comes in quite nicely as well. Um, you know, it's important in that second application to avoid what we call this hidden hunger. And, um, you know, hidden hunger is really you know, a nutrient deficiency with no visible crop symptoms. And of course, that will limit yield to the farmer. We mentioned very early on in this, uh, the whole business of applying these kind of micronutrients to fertilizers. It, it's, it's not necessarily going to be routine at the moment, but is it something for the future? Uh, 
I think it is something for the future. We we very much see it in um, in places like Brazil and very extensive farming systems where they don't they don't have the time like UK based farmers to go through with a a T naught and a T one etc. So they have to put everything on at the same time. So the the fertilizer coatings are really designed to put some manganese on or some zinc and some copper actually at um you know when they're applying their fertilizer as as a solid fertilizer at this point just of interest yes so for any checklist on micronutrients john what would be your bullet points um i think from the top line you know we always talk about measure to manage so start off with that soil analysis which which farmers and growers do anyway but it's important to do that to identify any limiting factors. Um, the next we would say, you know, seed treatments, obviously consider the seed treatment with a dry trail to get that crop off to a good start. Um, the next one would be foliar applications, you know, with a grammar trail or the Brassitrail Pro to load that crop prior to winter dormancy. And then as I said, Ken, once you get into the spring, then crop monitoring um, to identify that uh, any sort of any hidden hunger by use of by use of leaf analysis, be proactive, not reactive, and and as I said, remove that uh, remove that weakest link. And I guess lastly, um, you know, all the Yaravita products they are all designed to co-apply with crop protection products. So we would always suggest make use of our tankmix.com to check for physical compatibility. And it's always good to know to say that the tank mix service is also free from Yara. Micronutrients may be be needed in small amounts, but getting them right is obviously a big subject. Thank you, John Keat, for that comprehensive advice. Our next subject, though, is liquid fertilizer. For that, join me, Ken Rundle, in a couple of weeks' time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.